0: Ladies and gentlemen, draft season is over. It's time to pay the piper. Pat Fryer-Helmo. <laughs> this is why I'm hot. Anita han- hand job <laughs> Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play, <laughs> M- oh, 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 <laughs> Chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can <Canary's-> I <laughs> You can't handle the heat. See, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> believe it's been two weeks since our or even more than that since our crack rock draft i think two weeks ago we were all en route or a week ago we are all en route to vegas it i don't know it feels like we've lived a lifetime since we last did a show
1: it does feels like we've lived a lifetime just since vegas
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I know (laughs) i mean i was trying to catch up on all of our co-manager discord threads uh negotiating bids all that i'm already exhausted and and i barely did any of it
1: well (laughs) Yeah, I did a lot today, but like, I think I'm good. Like, I think I'm done for the year. <laughs> I was like, "All right, Pat, that was nice, nice showing," but uh, I think that, I think that was it.
0: <laughs> you want to know how I know you're not done for the year? Because in multiple threads, I saw you use the phrase "We got to keep some powder on the side." So yeah, that's that true. That's true. I done. did,
1: I did say that a bunch of times. So I am planning for future bids. But I was hoping you guys would make those.
0: Um. Yeah, let's – you know, we we got a little while until we reveal the bids. I do feel like we should do a little bit of a Vegas recap. Oh, yeah. Um, Just an absolute incredible time. We got to see so many ship chasers, drafted a bunch of teams, had a very fun party on Friday night. Gretch, uh, what what were your Vegas takeaways?
1: Yeah, first timer here. It was – I mean, I didn't really – I wouldn't say I really had, like, expectations because I – Hadn't gone before and didn't really have time to think about it all through August leading up to it. It was, uh, blew away whatever they would have been like getting to just hang out with a bunch of people. It was so much fun to meet all the ship chasers and all the other people that were out there just like talk football with. Like, I mean, we're all, you know, very like minded. That's what we do here every week, but very fun to just sit there and talk about like the nuances of fantasy football with people that are really into this, like we are. Um, so I had a blast with that. I will say, I don't think I was as prepared. Like I was kind of in rare form. I got pretty hammered a couple of times. <laughs> I wasn't super prepared for the, it was the end. Of, it was the August stretch where I was writing every single day and like not doing a lot for like a month. And then, you know, I didn't really have much on my plate. I don't do a lot of like, I don't, like Leone was updating projections in our room and stuff. Like I, I wasn't, <laughs> I don't need to do that. Like I, I didn't update my rankings anymore after Thursday night. Cause like, some some you know some of my subscribers are doing main events but most of them their leagues have started so from like thursday to saturday is like this little downtime every year before the season turns around but i was in vegas for it and i knew what was coming sunday monday tuesday and anyway stealing signals sunday monday tuesday on the back end was all tough but it was like this perfect little you know window of like well we're in vegas
0: so like you know we might, have, might as well just go for it a little bit That is the first timers club too. I've now learned the rhythms. I normally take Thursday night off after the game. I go up to the room. I write the newsletter. I live to see another day. And then I I got absolutely blitzkrieged on Friday night. I do not remember a lot uh, after the party.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we, we had a good time at the, uh, at Blondie's. Uh, There was some angels envy that our buddy John brought. Uh, There was, it was good. (laughs) We,
0: we definitely
1: enjoyed ourselves on Friday.
0: Yeah. So appreciate all of you. I, I mean, I was, I remember last year cause we were still kind of on the tail end of a lot of COVID shit. And I know a bunch of people had said, Hey, next year I'm making it out. And it really did seem like everyone delivered on that because we had such a fun crew and uh, I guess I'll start pumping it now, but uh ship chasing 2023 Vegas just feels a, a part of the show and what we like to do. So uh, definitely start planning ahead. Now we can throw an even, Bigger party next year. I just remember the conversation we had with Farrell too, uh, there in the FFPC ballroom. I mean, that is was such incredible. A yeah, oh my goodness, so many um,
1: characters down there. That was, I mean, it, it really, I can't say it enough, really was such a blast to get to meet all the ship chasers and, and hang with you guys in person and everything. I mean, it was super, super, yeah. Cool. I never met you Ben, like, yeah, we had never was met funny. that's crazy, yeah, because we've done so much stuff together. You think yeah. we, it's like one of those things we're like, yeah, we guess we've never met, yeah. Like Uh, talk to each other, work
0: together for like six
1: years.
0: (laughs) Sometimes it happens though. Like Gretchen and I, where we met once and then he forgot that we met. (laughs) (laughs) We've been over this oh man that was years
1: ago too come on
0: we had met in nashville then i was out in seattle with some friends and i hit up gretch we were trying to organize meeting up and we were having a hard time with the logistics um and then grudge goes wait i met you in nashville he's like oh we don't have to worry about it (laughs) (laughs) um did we hang with vegas dave is that like if, if you go to Canada and you know one other person that lives in Canada, you're like, did you bump into that person or something? Vegas <laughs> Dave? Just he has his name in yeah, the game. It's
1: <laughs> like when you find out someone went to college like three years ahead of you and you're still like, do you know this guy? Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone he... sees the pictures of Vegas. It looks big. The reality is very, very small. And when you go there, you meet everyone inside Vegas. Uh, so,
0: yeah, we, we ran into Vegas Dave. So what? Uh, how, how are you guys feeling after week one? Like you said, it feels like we've lived a lifetime. We've all done all kinds of content. Uh, Gretch, crushing, uh, stealing signals, getting those out. How did it feel, Ben, to be back in the rhythm of riding that behemoth? Oh, uh, There was no rhythm. I mean, get, getting <laughs> back from Vegas on Saturday,
1: and I'd still drafted Saturday night. Turned around, woke up, and was like, I mean, this is my first day at home. After you know, a bender in Vegas, like had a hard time watching the games, woke up Monday, tried to write. It, it was uh, somebody in the chat said I had a I wrote a novel, and I mean, that, that it was, it was, I don't know, it was painful. I was not in mid season form. Week two will be better. I'm excited to be a little more locked in for week two,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually was wondering this too, Gretchen. You and buying for doing that show, no, I uh,
1: decided because I start up the betting thing with Dalton Cates, which is, you know, going really well that I was going to not try to do seasonal betting and DFS all at the same time, because it's a uh, kind of a grind with signals yeah. and, and all that to try to also get enough research in on betting and DFS and just the other few days of the week
0: signals takes up like half of my week. Right. So
1: uh, I'm uh, not doing, not doing any DFS specific stuff this year.
0: I'm licking my chops because I'm in the stealing uh, lines discord. I've been getting your guys's updates in Massachusetts is so, so, so close to legalized gambling. I think there's just a little bit more of red tape here. So very excited to tell you guys uh, over there at stealing lines, Pat, how, uh how is week one for you? Are you already starting to write the, the walkthrough for this week? Oh yeah. The
1: walkthrough like takes me the whole week to write. So um, I'm, I'm pretty far along. I feel good. I'm like through – I do like kind of the like the game sort of like flow part first, and then I do the quarterbacks, then I do the wide receivers and tight ends, and then I do the running backs last. And I'm done – I'm through the quarterbacks, and I'm like halfway through the wide receivers and tight ends, which is like way ahead of where I would have been this time nice. last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty psyched.
0: It, you were doing like the whole thing on
1: Thursdays last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I rearranged my schedule, so I have – New My news stuff, I used to have a news shift on Wednesday morning. I moved it to Monday. And so that's like – it's kind of silly how much that has changed for me. But just like having – because I, what I can do is I – and mean, then I can write late night Tuesday. I can sleep in a little bit. Then I can just pick up and write. It just like helps me stay in the flow. Um We also moved our preview podcast from Wednesday to
0: Thursday, so I have Wednesday afternoon as well. So, yeah, feeling good, guys. What What for you, Gretch, was one of the biggest – surprises you know from week one were there any kind of macro things that that took you off guard or or big fundamental shifts you weren't expecting
1: i always get this question with signals and i'm always like dude i wrote about every single team
0: like i can't be
1: like one thing what i know one of the stats that i said was most surprising to me was the giants being super run heavy i think that has more to do with the fact that they got sacked four times you know daniel jones got sacked four times in the first half fumbled Uh, and Saquon was just so electric that they were like, Mm -hmm. we're just going to give the ball to Saquon every time. But they were negative 12.4 pass rate over expected. The only team even in the vicinity of of Chicago and San Fran were the two lowest teams, which they played in a monsoon, right? So basically the Giants would have been the lowest team any other week. I expected them to be a positive pass rate over expected team. That was not ideal. For for everyone who has Kadarius, Tony, I mean, obviously not a great week one, but I think you also have to look at it as – Kenny DeGalladay was not getting open, drew two targets, ran a ton of, ton of routes. Sterling Shepard had the long touchdown, exciting, glad that he's back with the, you know, after coming off the Achilles, but he only gets four targets. He ran a lot of routes. Richie James is their like most targeted receiver. Saquon Barkley, I think their most targeted player, if I'm not mistaken, they only threw 21 passes. Jones took five sacks overall. They had to scramble a little bit. Their passing game had nothing going right. And I think, Pretty clearly, that they're going to have to figure out a way to get Kadarius Tony involved because he looked very explosive on the two handoffs. There's obviously some, you know, Brandon I.U. 2021 stuff going on there. But uh, I mean, I don't think Table wants to be negative 12% pass rate over expected. I think he was sort of forced into it. But man, Saquon looked. So great. I had a little bit of a different take on that because I noticed in the week one walkthrough, I was noting that Daniel Jones. When he was starting last year, they actually had they had a really high pass rate of expected on first down. I think it was like 12 percent or maybe even fourteen percent. It was very high. And they had like a four percent pass rate of expected. So they were kind of like they're kind of smart. Like, you know what I mean? They're kind of doing they were kind of running the offense the way we might want them to under Jason Garrett. Like in terms of like play design and stuff, I don't think it's gonna be as good as it will be now, but they were kind of already doing sort of the sharp things. And in addition to them going super run heavy this week, they were super slow. I think they were 31st in situation neutral pace. So I feel like maybe Dayball is just like, you guys already tried all the stuff I was going to try and it didn't work. (laughs) So I'm just hiding this guy. So I actually think that there might be, the giants might be like a very different team than we thought they would be. Cause that pace is like another strong signal. I think that, uh, They're just not they're just not running the the offense at all like the Bills.
0: And we we didn't end up with a ton of giants on our team. Right. Just like one or two Barkley shares, one or two Kadarius, Tony shares kind of looking back on our portfolio from draft season. Gretch, are there are there guys that you're super excited on or spooked on that were, were heavy or overweight on?
1: I was a little spooked on Juju. We, I don't think we have a lot of him. We took maybe a little bit. I wasn't as excited about him, but um, I think he's a guy that, that might end up being someone we wish we had more of. I was like, oh, oh, oh. for me personally, not being as on him. That's a team where we have him. I think we did take yeah. him a couple times, but I was kind of out on me too. the arguments for him. I mean, the easy one is A.J. Brown. We didn't get enough A.J. Brown. There a couple times when we were picking in the early – we didn't get a lot of like early picks, which sucks because we would have had Jefferson Cup AJ Brown teams, right? We had a lot of later picks, we didn't take Brown in the early parts of the draft season. When we, had we also them. got sniped on Brown in the two, you know, in the out of the 202, we got sniped That's on Brown. That's what I was going to say, yeah. So, yeah. we when we did late, so early on, he was a third round pick, we got him in the late third. The teams that we had the 105, we had Chase and then Pitts, and then we were hoping to get him in the third, and we got like Higgins, I think, on on two. Do we have Chase, Pitts, Higgins, or we got we were we were settling on yeah. Brown because we already had Chase, yeah. and then Higgins fell, even though Higgins had a higher ADP, and we were annoyed. Just yeah. Like we, and then like you said, as it got later when we had the second pick, we wanted Brown. By then, he's going middle of the second. Late in draft season, we didn't really get the opportunities to even take him. Well, in. we we got two shares in Vegas, right? Okay, did we? Well, I mean, I maybe want. We only like, got one. Okay. I would have preferred fifty percent, and obviously, after week one, I would have preferred eighty percent. So, like, it just feels like we're super light. I remember before Vegas, we're talking, we only had one share at that point. Yeah, and it was a three eleven share, and that, and that was one. I was like, we need yeah. to get more AJ Brown. We got him in the high stakes in the in the NFC league. I can't that's right. We, we got, got him. We have on the
0: stat chasing team. team. We got him we on the stat chasing team. team. Okay. okay, so that's right. I, we got. So two. maybe. Maybe
1: I forgot we got him on the NFC team for a moment. So we have no, but I I was ready to go in and get get four more shares of Andrew Brown. Like I was very much on that on that train. So he's one that and and really just the builds I think that are looking so good. The top five all look great. McCaffrey, you can be a little bit concerned about. I'm not super concerned, only 50 snaps offensively for Carolina. That's kind of a problem that they might suck, but he was good on a per snap basis. He was McCaffrey, his you know, trap. Pat Pat came up with the term for trap. The high value touch percentage basically was fine. He didn't have a ton of high value touches. He didn't have a ton of touches, but he had a pretty good snap share, good route share. Look looked fine. Like his profile looked fine. Um, obviously Taylor and the three receivers all looked elite. And and those teams that have any of those guys, we already knew the top five was going to be great. Look even better. I mean, if you were at the back and you got Saquon, or you got Swift, you feel pretty good too. But. Those five, and then you got Brown at the two-three turn. Those teams are in really good shape, <laughs> right? And yeah, we would have yeah. built the. That's how we would have built, but we didn't have a lot of. We only got the one. Well, and then you cheer. get these these fucking ship chasers in the draft with you, and they do crazy shit. Right. They yeah, take AJ Brown in the mid-second. What are you doing, guys? Yeah, then we take, got uh then we got Jefferson, Derrick Henry. What's our our Jefferson teams? Jefferson Derrick Henry.
0: <laughs> The well at Alex. So in our draft with Alex, uh, we had some some ship chasing Roto-Viz bros directly to our left. And yeah, it was one of the most painful things ever because it was a weird room where guys were sliding, but they just had us blocked. And you're watching AJ Brown slide, and we we're actually looking at three wide receivers. We were like, holy cow, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, and AJ Brown are all still available, I believe, at three five. And they go three six, three, seven, three, eight. And just fucking ripped our hearts out that streak right there.
1: And then those dudes later were like, uh, "We're gonna roll the clip here and took Sky Moore."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how it goes. Uh, I saw someone asking about Curtis Samuel in Washington. I feel like those the the Commanders have to be one of the other big surprises from Week One.
1: Yeah, I think the Commanders and the Dolphins are probably the two teams where I'm like. Maybe, we're, maybe we were just wrong about like what this team wants to be. I got to take that basically there's been too much attention on both of those. Uh, the Dolphins I wrote about, they were the highest pass rate of an expected team, but they had the lowest expected pass rate at like 49%. Their pass rate, their actual pass rate was 61%. It's not that egregious. It's just they had a really low expected pass rate, and they were willing to throw all ahead. That's positive, but they're not going to be plus 12% most weeks. Unless- no, of course not. Yeah. But I thought they were gonna be like a minus eight percent on the sure. year. Sure. You know, like if they're if they're at zero for the year, that's I think a pretty big pretty big shift from what my prior was on that team. That's very fair. Uh I, I guess I was m- more I, I talk I mean, I think I don't know if it was on ship chasing as much or on, on bananas, but I thought they would like, I wasn't as in on like Chase Edmonds necessarily because I thought they would use Tyreek in the short passing game and Waddle in short passing, kind of like the Debo role with Mike McDaniel coming over. Uh, I think we saw a lot of that. Tyreek, they motioned around a ton. If you go look at his route chart at the next gen stats, it was like all of his routes are starting horizontally because he was in motion, even his oh, deep routes, which is interesting. I think really sharp. Get him moving and then, and yeah. then up the, um, it's almost like an arena football thing. <laughs> like every route is on the move at the snap. But uh, – or what is it, Canadian football, where they could, like, motion straight towards the line? I, don't I think know that's Canadian, it. right? It might Canadian. be Canadian football. I have no yeah. idea. Um, but then Washington – like, Wentz had some really bad throws early. Like, he had a wide-open oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dotson on the sideline, and he just threw him out of bounds. He chucked one over Logan Thomas's well, head when he was – The thing like, about Wentz is that he's bad. Yeah. So then he got hot late in a, in a big come-from-behind script, hit on a couple long touchdowns, the pass rate over expected looks good, and everyone's like, hey, Washington's passing game is going to be good. Like, no, Wentz sucks. I'm not in. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I'm not in, but I do wonder, like, they were 14% pass rate over expected on first and 10. Like, I don't – I didn't expect it. I didn't even think this was in, like, the, their range of outcomes. So, it's pretty interesting that – and and one of the things is that they got progressively more run-heavy last year as they kind of, like, lost faith in Taylor Heineke. So – Like, I think maybe we should have seen this coming to an extent that they, they might like want to be a very different team in terms of identity than they were last year.
0: Yeah. And just scrolling through, you know, our teams, I think we're close to a little under 500 the first week. I'm thinking the stuff that really hurt us, obviously missing out on George Kittle had a decent amount of him, took some bagels from Devonta Smith, is there anything else across our portfolio you think that got us off to a close start? Pitts, Pitts obviously yeah. had the, the rough yep.
1: week one, wasn't great. Trey Lance had a rough week one, and Andrews didn't have, do much. I think we only have one share of him, but yeah, we have plenty. Of, we have some some Pitts and Lance teams, and when you you know you're really hoping for the elite QB, elite tight end. I think that's going to be fine, but it's tough in week one to get into such a points hole because they both didn't hit.
0: You know, Yeah. yeah. Here's here's our team with Davis, which somehow gets a loss with Justin Jefferson in the lineup. But when you draft fucking dustball Derrick Henry in the second round, you know, that's just kind of what you're asking for, I guess. Can
1: you imagine imagine having AJ Brown on this team? We took (laughs) we took the fucking big dog. Why didn't we take a grown-ass man and AJ Brown? He must have been gone. No, he wasn't
0: gone. No, he I don't think he was. Or was he? I can't remember. No,
1: Davis is telling us to scoop the value. He fucking better have been. (laughs) He he, he very equally was in on Derrick Henry. He was he was all about it.
0: Yeah. Where are you guys at on Lance? There's been lots of hand-wringing about him. Obviously, the weather there. AJ
1: Brown went 201 in that draft. Okay, thank God. I remember we didn't even really discuss it. I feel like I
0: would have been a lot more devastated about the Derrick Henry pick if AJ Brown was there. What if it's the unique combo you need? Um, yeah. are, are we panicking on Lance? No. No, I'm not panicking on Lance. I mean, he's bad. Like,
1: he's definitely bad. But, like, the, I mean, it's kind of, like, I think it hurts his upside seeing that, like, yeah, he probably is bad. But, um, I mean, with Lance, it's like, dude, like, he's going to run so much. He can be bad. Like, he can be – like, I don't want him to be quite as bad as Tebow. But, like, he, I think he can be – Fine, even if he's just straight up bad. And then also, e- how bad? Because he was in the rain. Like, it's, it remains to right. be seen exactly how bad. I actually thought he made some really good throws for the conditions. And I, I seem to be the only one who thinks that, but there were some crossers. There were oh, I, some. I saw a really good throw. What? This is a joke? Yeah, he's smiling. No, no, no. I didn't, I hadn't gone back and watched the tape, but I, but so there were people who were tweeting out some throws, and I was like, There were some good throws. Yeah, he. I thought you were doing a joke.
0: Like I saw a good throw to the Bears. (laughs) That's what I thought thought he was doing too.
1: But he had a couple good throws. He had a couple that uh, were were pretty awful. He had a couple. I mean, he had a couple where I thought. The pocket's kind of collapsing, and he gets the ball out, and it's low, but, like, there was covered – you know, there's there's defenders nearby, and it just looked like a, an extended throwaway, sort of. He's throwing it towards the guy's feet. Um, definitely some missed throws, but, like, when you're playing in the rain and you already expected this guy to be terrible – like, I thought he looked kind of bad in the – what was it, the last preseason game on some short – like, the, there was a short out to Kittle. He just, like, fired it outside of him, and he was, like, five yards from him, and I'm like, Ugh take a little off that buddy i didn't see a lot of that i mean i, I saw a few bad throws that i was kind of chalking up to the rain I'm, I'm a huge apologist but i thought some of the stuff that was when the field was decent on some of the like intermediate crossers was super like on time there was one to brandon iuk he was wide open but right on time gave him the you know the ability to catch and run there was one to uh ray ray mcleod there was a few more defenders nearby perfectly, you know, layered in over the over the defenders and in front of the guys behind him with zip. Like I think some QBs make that a bang bang play. I mean he has velocity where you need it. He didn't throw everything perfect. He was short uh you know down the field on Jawan Jennings, but there was uh there was plenty I think to be okay with with how bad the conditions were. Uh, Joshua says Lance is like Tebow with the worst arm, which is which is actual slander. I mean, Tebow had the worst arm. I mean, see, he I think he's like early he Josh like Allen. He was like he was in the full windup from the mound. I <laughs> like think he's early Josh, push. yeah, I think he's really early career Josh Allen. He missed some short throws that he shouldn't have missed, but he has the velocity, he gets the ball down the field into some good windows, he runs aggressively, competitively, like to, I, I'm a little worried he's going to get himself hurt because he's trying to like run over every defender. He can, he puts his nose out there. I, dude, I really, I was like, frankly impressed.
0: I, I guess maybe I had lower expectations. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's stick with the Niners. Let's pivot this a little bit toward waivers. So another week two waiver run, another 49ers injury, Eli Mitchell going to be out what six to eight weeks at, at minimum, uh jeff wilson probably rostered in most leagues how are we feeling about what else is going on in that backfield is there are there stabs we should be taking here
1: well i guess so i'm i don't want to get like too it's on it's an uncertain backfield where traditionally it has been wildly shifting week to week but there there's guys you want to start. It's not one of these backfields that just devolves into muck. Like there's usual, there's usually value in starting like the guy that week, even though it never seems to be the same guy for like more than three weeks in a row. So I don't want to like decide who it is. Like I basically think the right move is probably to just take stabs. If the, one of the guys is available in your league, you should probably grab them. That said, I feel like Mason not playing a snap last year, last week seems bad. Like Mitchell, when did Mitchell get hurt? It was fairly early on.
0: Right. Yeah, oh, it was uh, – wait, you're talking about this game?
1: This – in the game.
0: He got hurt, you know. Yeah, early, yeah.
1: Early, yeah. So, like, then Mason doesn't see a single snap in that game, and he's active. So, it's, like, kind of hard. For, now, maybe, like, maybe he gets the week of practice, and they're like, okay, now we're, we're ready to trust him. But it doesn't seem, like, great. Like, I think Tyrion Davis-Price is probably a pretty good bet to be ahead of Mason as the number two, just because he he didn't see a snap. Like, why wouldn't they play him if they, they want to play him?
0: yeah and what do you get a lot of people talking about and i mean it makes sense right <clears throat> debo get a little bit more rushing work maybe a few more design runs for lance but there still is what i mean 15 targets or uh, 15 carries like up for grabs now that have to get distributed even beyond those guys i think
1: sorry i'm texting if you're sorry i'm me. talking ahead, to pal. myself i'm used to <laughs> it I'm, I'm, I'm doing some last minute waiver stuff I, yeah, no, Pat made the point about the about Mason not playing. I don't think that's good. I also think we just don't know anything with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, maybe he wasn't a part of the game plan this week. They just felt comfortable with with, with Jeff Wilson. I will say Debo got carries from the four and the six-yard line. You got a little bit of, like, good luck trying to stop Debo Samuel in close. He's our goal line back type of thing. And he scored on one of those. I think he's going to be – um, you know, a big part of that element of it. Obviously, Lance ran a lot, a lot of design runs. We don't know how much of that was the weather. But I, you know, I do think there's an element where it's possible they just didn't necessarily have Mason in the game plan, but they got to go back and reassess. And they just, like, I, I think what Pat said is very possible too. The TDP is ahead of Mason, frankly, because Mason didn't play. And the fact that TDP was inactive is a positive. I also think it's possible that Mason just wasn't a part of the game plan. They weren't intending. They had Debo, you know, stuff lined up. They had Elijah Mitchell, and then they had Jeff Wilson. And now they don't have Elijah Mitchell, and they got to have either Mason or TDP ready this week, and they'll have a different, you know, sort of game plan idea in mind going into this game. And that Mason might be the one who wins that, right? I mean, I I I guess I I don't think we know. And so it's, like you guys were saying, like we don't ever know with Shanahan's backs. Even – the Elijah Mitchell thing last year, it was obviously Mostert. Mostert goes down right away, but it was still really surprising to see how much Mitchell played at that time. It was like, oh, well, it'll be Sermon. And, you know, and like, I, I feel like there's a possibility Mason could just play a lot this week. And, I think there is too. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen to me, but I'm also, I very much feel like I also, my, I don't trust my field with Shanahan because he's, he's surprised us so many times. Um, and, and there's upside there because Mitchell's going to be out sure. for a while. We talk about the churn, and I get questions now because I've written about it a lot through my Substack. That are you know, who are the types of guys? Because I've talked about how you want to stack bets. You want like this is a perfect example. Like if you got a running back that didn't do what you wanted in week one, you're ready to cut him. I, everyone's going to be out, even if you're in like a shallow league that's not a you know FFPC league. And Jeff Wilson's available. You don't have to take Wilson, or if you can't get him or whatever, take TDP, take Mason. Like this is this is the perfect backfield to be churning for a week yeah 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 yeah. just take some shots and see and then cut we're gonna get information yeah we're we're gonna gonna, we're guaranteed gonna get new information right
0: yeah because i can't even think i mean i guess if you have like i know that one roster that you and sean did where you guys had like four early running backs like i can't think of really many other rosters where you shouldn't be at least having some floor bids on tdp and mason there's just there's just too much opportunity here even i know during our drafts and i know you guys weren't high on tdp i still just wanted to take a peek obviously tdp was going to be buried if this didn't happen which was in the range of outcomes but you open yourself up to scenarios like this and now we're going to get i think some pretty interesting information on mason versus tdp and and i don't i'm not i don't feel comfortable making a bet solidly in one direction or the other yeah
1: i agree i don't either I do think it's very possible that, that it is like Jeff Wilson and Devo, which would be Me too. Yeah. Yeah. The answer right. might be no. Right. Uh, which is also fine. But I think, you, yeah, you want to keep it pretty cheap. And look, if Jeff Wilson's out there, go get him. Right. You go yeah. get Jeff Wilson. For sure. Yes. But I, I think. I'm at least like 30% the, on him probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, I uh, think keep it cheap on, the on even TDP. I think go maybe go get a little bit. I would still type of guy you might drop in two weeks.
0: Yeah, and I mean we one. we were going through yeah. all of the stuff. I mean, there isn't a real big prize on the waiver. I mean, we were bidding uh, no. eight hundred on Eli Mitchell at this time last year. Like, we're there, are we even and losing? There, and yeah. losing? Is it's there even really, in the three-digit range? I don't think so. There's not a lot. I, I I don't
1: have a lot of three. I have a lot of teams, and and almost all of them going really low. What was what was past the line? Keep the powder in the keg or something keep keep this the powder on keep the, the side powder side. dry you keep the keep powder, powder dry, dry. Keep yeah the powder. yeah we're keeping the powder dry this week yeah i think like, i think yeah there's like you know there's some guys who are interesting you're kind of like oh what about this guy what about this guy i feel like when you're in that mode where you're kind of like throwing out oh there's another guy oh this guy's kind of interesting cuff and you're kind of throwing guys out just lower your bids right because it's like you're it's kind of like oh there's a bunch of guys who are all kind of fine to me, that's like a sign that really these are just churn guys, you're kind of just mining, so just keep it cheap, you know. Throw them back if they're not anything, and they're probably not. It feels like that kind of week, Frank. Leave some beer in the
0: keg. Trust me, we didn't leave any beer we in the keg. We didn't leave shit Vegas. The in Vegas. We didn't.
1: <laughs> I, went, I went up to Pete, we're like, We're out of beer, and he's like, Yeah, uh, we've been drinking for a long time, it's like three in the morning. I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was like one, dude, I, that was, <laughs> well, and then our party was right after the 10 K, which had two drafts prior. Like it was Friday was the the day that we did all these drafts built into the 10 K, which was, you know, not, we were taking that one pretty seriously. Right. And then afterward I was like, I'm, but I'm actually by about round 10. You know what my favorite part of the draft was we, or uh, of the weekend maybe was we got, to that 10k and we sat down we had all our laptops out had plenty of room like half the league was doing it remote so we all sat down on a lot of the other drafts pete and i were kind of hovering this one we all are sat down pete's got his laptop out got a chat up we're talking and it's me and leone and pat like taking it very seriously and pete is just doing a stand-up comedy hour in discord like just clowning was- other drafters and other picks, and it was just, I I mean, I was laughing out loud in this like very quiet room that was like, everyone else was very tense, and we had, we were uh, literally giggling, we were in a corner. Yeah. And giggling. there were four of us, and we were giggling.
0: We were the new guys giggling. In the <laughs> I think it it was because for all the other drafts, we were Ben and I were hovering, and you guys were on your laptop. It was my first draft that I got to sit down with my laptop, and I just went full shit poster uh, for, <laughs> for two hours. I mean, you uh, had
1: a lot of good takes about the draft too, but I mean, just so many good, especially when we weren't on the clock. We're waiting for it to come back around, and we're kind of talking about what's you know what's coming up on the next next pick. Pete's just throwing in so many funny one-liners. It was amazing. Um, Sam says, you read this comment. because I, Yeah, I my disagree. brain is
0: broken because I keep hearing we have a 10K tonight, and I was thinking, wait, you're going to go run six miles. <laughs> exactly. I think yeah, our we, brains
1: are broken. That's yeah, healthy. You're that's like, healthy. a 10K,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one guy who would have been maybe in the $500 range this week was Jalen Warren, if, uh, if uh, what's-his-face, Najee Harris. Was out – What I mean, what are you guys feeling about Warren now playing all the the snaps when, when Najee wasn't in?
1: Looks good. I mean, yeah. I would
0: say before Najee went out,
1: he was very inefficient. Pittsburgh offensive line looked terrible. All of the, like, bad news. You Najee know, tends to be inefficient. Do you think there's anything going on? <laughs> but it might just be their team and their line and everything too. So maybe there's not, you know, a massive amount of upside there. He's gone in like all my leagues, so I don't have any bets on him, but I would probably be a couple hundred. I don't think I would be 600. We check, we double check that he's not available, right? In all the leagues,
0: yeah. We we drafted him pretty aggressively yeah. in one of ours. I didn't go to all the ones that I'm not on
1: through you can search. Uh, he
0: is a no, he's not
1: available on anything. Okay, yeah, he got drafted in like all of them, so.
0: Uh, somewhat other names that are interesting this week. I'm seeing a couple, how about some of the wide receivers? I see a DPJ out targeted Amari Cooper. I'm seeing a Kyle Phillips, uh, any interesting names at wide receiver here?
1: Do you guys, what what are your takes on this Kyle Phillips stuff? I thought he looked good. He's a good rookie. So you have this like wide range of outcomes at the same time. He's a, he's a slot receiver in an offense that historically has not really, Done a lot with the slot receiver. Robert Woods and, and Nick Westbrook-Akinney ran a bunch of routes. Both earned two targets. Did not look particularly good. Woods, obviously, the, the guy who had higher expectations there, but did not look good. Uh, Traylon Burks runs only 13 routes, gets five targets. is very effective. Pat, you noted his ADOT was super high. Um, I think his routes are going to scale up pretty quick in the Traylon Burks tell, yeah. ceiling, even though – I think people are like, oh hey, Kyle Phillips played way more than Burks. Well, he won the, the slot role and, and that's what he just did is probably his role, you know. He I think he has a little room to grow. Uh because he he's at like I, I should pull it up. I think he could get up to like eighty percent, right? In the slot. And I think he was at like sixty. So he's got a little bit of room to grow. But I do I agree with the general point that he's, he has less upside for his role to really and then once yeah. Burks kind of comes on, I think it's a little harder for him to be like a nine target guy. I think part of that was, yeah, was Woods and and, and, and NWI basically. So I'm not super like high on him long term. He's a slot receiver again in an offense that uses multiple tight ends and stuff. But he's going to have some Burks, good games. Burks is fun. Like Burks has, Burks only played 14% of his snaps in the slot. They get 11 of 14 routes on the outside, one in line, which is kind of interesting. But, um, yeah. You know he's playing primarily in the outside. Get a 19 ADOT, so a true deep threat. He had a 38% target for route run. I mean it's all it's Fair all great. Sample. Yeah, super 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 small sample, but this is it's, it's great. Right, what you want is they're playing him in the position where he actually has upside, out wide and deep. He's showing that he can earn targets. Uh, he had an 11 yards per target, which is like exactly what you would expect it is his ADOT. So he didn't, you know, he was good when targeted. So it's all good. He only had 37% route rate. So he needs to come up a you know, just an unbelievable amount. But he's a rookie. So they're kind of and yeah, we knew we knew that. Like he had a bad offseason. We knew they were gonna ease him in. No they did that, that with AJ Brown a few years ago. I think they'll be yeah. quicker to ease him in than they were with Brown. It took till like week nine with Brown, and then Brown was right. wide receiver six from them then on. Hopefully they learned their lesson that rookies can actually make an impact. Half these coaches like, think they can't do anything. Given the ease in. I would definitely prefer not an easing, but given the easing, like this is everything else you want to see.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, there was how training camp would have indicated. It was like, he wasn't even going to see the field week. One was how they made it seem. So right. this seems like gravy. Based and again, the, 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 the point
1: of. I was making yeah. with Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook, not doing anything is that that, I mean, that helped Kyle Phillips in, in week one. I think it's also, like, the door's wide open for Traylon Burks. I mean, Woods need, needed to be the nine-target guy in this game to really keep Burks off the field. But, like, what what do they have to lose at this point? They got I think they're going to scale him up pretty quick. They waited a long time with Brown a few years ago. I don't think that'll happen here. The other thing with Woods that I think is important to note is that he had an 8 out of 15, and that is not his game. He yeah. has had underneath... He's been an underneath target for three straight seasons. He's coming off a torn ACL. Like, if that if their plan for Woods is for him to be the deep threat, it's going to go about as well as it did this week when he had one reception for 13 yards. Yeah, he had two targets. So the ADOT stuff is, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's a little small. But I'm saying, like, that's, you know, get him what they should do and what I think they will eventually do is they'll take Nick Westbrook-Akini off. Robert Woods will kind of be the – a little bit more kind of underneath guy that actually suits them better. And Burks will be kind of the primary downfield guy is what I'm hoping. Yeah. And then, and then we fucking print. Yeah.
0: The other um, thing I
1: would, I would note on, we were talking about yeah, Warren played all those snaps after Harris went out. Benny Snell was the active third running back only played on special teams. Same deal in Cincinnati. Chris Evans, active third running back only played on special teams. P. Ryan got all of the backup work. Same deal with the Bucs, although uh, Keyshawn Vaughn was inactive, but Gio Bernard, active third running back, did not play any offensive snaps. Same deal with the Cardinals. This was like a theme of week one where we got some clarity. Eno it was getting a little unclear on later in August. There was some talk of Jonathan Ward. Both Ward and Daryl Williams active, both playing special teams, both don't get a single snap in the offense, even with the blowout loss where Connor went out and Eno basically got all the run late. So I think Eno, Sean White, Warren, Pirine. If you have those guys, I think those are all very clear uh, handcuffs at the moment. But like you know, we don't necessarily yeah. know how it'll play out. But they should all be valued pretty pretty favorably. Good offenses. I
0: mean, except for Pittsburgh, but the other three are all good offenses. Can you we can well, do? Mean, can we do a little victory lap yeah. on yeah. on Eno? I mean, it's it's exactly what we wanted. <clears throat> I mean, Jalen Warren or uh, Darrell Williams not touching the ball, not what? Did he even see a snap? I don't think he no, saw also, a snap.
1: That was literally the whole point I just made. <laughs> no. All of the number three backs and all those offenses didn't
0: see a snap. It's incredible.
1: But <laughs> so that was the it's theme of everything I just said. <laughs> I don't know, uh,
0: I'm trying to find our bids that I can reveal for people here. <laughs> um. Yes, I am in trade negotiations with Tyler Algier. He wanted T. Higgins from me for Sterling Shepard and Mari Cooper, and I countered involving Tyler Algier in the trade itself. Uh, I was willing to part with T. Higgins for Tyreek Hill and Tyler Algier if he wants to give himself back to me in the trade, but he rejected that and sent me back another garbage offer, so... I'm just done with Tyler, man. He's just, he's just off. You tried to get Tyler Algier from Tyler Algier? Yes. Well, I thought it'd be a really good bit of I'll give you the guy you want in the trade, but you have to give me back yourself. Uh, He He said, he won't trade you himself. He he won't trade me himself. I mean, he's high on himself. Do with that what you will. All right. (laughs) I mean, let's up those Tyler Algier bits.
1: (laughs) I think we should, yeah, make sure I'm going to check he's not available anywhere is what I'm going to do. Yeah.
0: Um, Someone, someone name a player in the chat and I'll, I'll read you a bit. I'll read you a Wait, bit from one of our teams. Let's talk, so we'll let's talk to team. Samuel
1: real quick. Yeah. We, do we it. have four minutes left. It's way too early for this. Oh, I want to read them all. Samuel was, <laughs> Samuel's kind of like the prize, right? Like people, I know some people are kind of excited about him, but I guess I wasn't that excited about Samuel. I feel like, I mean, I think he had like a 1.48 out or something. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels gimmicky. And I'm, I'm generally with you, Ben, that I don't think Washington's going to be an offense that we're excited to, like, ancillary pieces of. Yeah, I mean, the Samuel stuff, like, again, they threw a ton of passes. They were very aggressive this week. I'm skeptical they'll be that way every week. You also have, like, I mean, we are collectively with the excitement on Samuel and Dotson saying that Terry McLaurin is Dust. And I don't, I mean, I was down on Terry McLaurin. I ranked him like three tiers lower than where he was going. But I don't think he's like completely done. Like he's he's still probably gonna be their number one receiver. The issue yeah. was that Dotson and Samuel might be more competition than he's had, but Dotson very active. Uh McLaurin's still gonna be active. The total pass volume might come down. I guess I just don't see how Samuel
0: is like that amazing, but. That's kind of where I'm at. I'll tell you one team where we're bidding on Curtis Samuel. One where we started Najee Harris and Austin Eckler. That's a team where you need Curtis Samuel.
1: <laughs>
0: Should have taken Najee Brown in that in that league. Why did we
1: take uh, any running backs? <sighs> it is brutal, right? With, with the the one running, there's three. You wanted JT. We broke draft. JT Swift or capitulated and took running backs. And then it was the year where all of the receivers smashed, and we're just sitting here looking at our fucking Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. Do you know
0: what's? I mean, even the
1: guys.
0: Okay, I was just gonna say I was looking at our team that we drafted our very first slow main event draft from back in July. We got off to a one and zero start. It's a super fun team. It was the Higgins Chase Pitts team. I'm looking at the team we have to play this week. This guy has Hurts, Cooper Cup. AJ Brown and Gabe Davis. I'm like, why? Why do we have to play this guy right now? I mean, that's this is just really twisting the knife. See, that's the stuff where you got Cup, and then you got AJ Brown at the two three. That team probably got Gabe Davis at the four five. Because no, nope, so remember he sniped us on it because we did our mini show about Gabe Davis and Rashad
1: Bateman. He took him at five oh four. We wanted him at five oh five. We were way yeah. in on Davis. We were pissed yeah. about that.
0: Uh, Leone's been very excited to tell us that Julio is going to save our 10K team. Uh, I mean, I've never seen someone more happy than Leone than when I mean we 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 have
1: Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and Sky Moore, and they're all dead to him. The only guy that could save us is Julio (laughs) Jones. Now, at the risk of of uh, ruining this bit, do you guys remember who who suggested Julio? Um, I think was it (laughs)
0: Leone? Leone was probably
1: me, too scared. But then I it. immediately put it on Leone. I was like – I pissed like, off Leone I'm by, a- by, a- by kind of canceling Chase Claypool uh, or vetoing <laughs> Chase Claypool. So I was like, look, I'm unironically in on on uh, on Julio.
0: Pete, you got to give him a bid. They're freaking out. Uh, uh, Jawan Johnson, $6. There's a bid. <laughs> That's
1: that's guy from every single league. We're going to lose him Rod- in every league.
0: Rod- it's $6 Jones. in every league. Ronald Jones, $4. Take a peek tomorrow night. Uh Another Jawan Johnson six dollar bid. Do with that what you will. There's a few. Stop reading.
1: Why did you read the one guy no one was talking about? <laughs>
0: Matt Gay. Matt Literally Gay, no one's talking about him. I was, I, trying, I was trying to, trying to you
1: sneak off this guy through. Gonna, there's gonna, gonna be a ton of seven dollar Jawan Johnson bids out there. All right, lock, lock,
0: lock. <laughs> no bids for the Penta.
1: No See, bids. Pat, here's the thing. It was actually really great because it was only like 30 seconds and you read somebody that nobody had bids on, so they had to go create
0: a new bid and try to look up Juwan Johnson <laughs> and they couldn't find that fucker's Wait, name. I
1: put in bids for the Penta.
0: What happened? Oh, it, I think it locked when I went and refreshed. Okay. Was I was locked. I was clicking through leagues and then I think they all got cleared at 10. Amazing. Yep. Get wrecked. Tiebreaker on those Rojo bids. We also have uh, – I think we're dropping Rojo in some leagues and picking him
1: up in others. So it's a real Rorschach test week for uh, where you stand on Rojo.
0: My favorite thing now is every time Davis comes into our group chat, he's, like, so scared about floating, cutting Rojo. He's like <laughs> – because he knows we're just going to – we're going to clap back at him.
1: Yeah. Goes, I mean, Are we
0: wanting to drop Rojo or Zamir White? We're Hilliard was the
1: other guy White. that – uh Yeah that people were kind of excited about that. I also didn't.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. It's going to be about, I know we have a little bit of a lag until when these process Uh, Buckeye boomers. Have you guys updated your screen share technology this year? I, I need high res screen shares here so we can reveal these bid groupings. Where do you get them quick? I forgot. It's mobile, I believe, is where these guys get them quickly for some reason. So I, I, Because I remember last year, G and uh, the Boomers all sending me screenshots on their phone. Yeah. I think there's like a progression, right, where you can go and see how much of your bid you have left, and then it takes a second to populate.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at the Penta ones. I said, I put in Juwan Johnson for
1: $2. Hassan said, I don't hate it. He is the RB4. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. That's he is a tight end for the New Orleans Saints.
0: I feel bad. We I weren't responding said, to Hassan you earlier. You were cutting
1: Boston Scott. I think he was referring oh, to Oh, okay. okay. I did the same thing. That's why I know that. I saw that message earlier, and I was like,
0: Juan Johnson's a tight end. I was like,
1: oh, he beats Boston. Oh, that's Scott. okay. That, that actually does make sense.
0: Who who had the highest bid? I did when I was tabbing through, I did see we had hundred and thirty-two dollar TDP out there somewhere. Um we had a two hundred dollar TDP bid? A one thirty two. A one thirty-two um, TDP. Did we? Seems aggressive. I think on I think on Ship Chase Yacht Club we did. I believe so. I know at about five o'clock I went through and
1: just lowered and then I just lowered every bid we had. There was, a, I, there was yeah. a lot of chat going on with all of our leagues uh, in Discord today, which is, you know, it was fun. But I was also like busy, like, holy crap, there's a lot going on here. Clicked through a few of them and saw some bids and I was just like, this is, there were some people excited to spend some money. Like, this is not the week that I would have been spending hundreds of dollars. We did, for, we so did it. Mo- for the most part, we did not spend money because I went yeah. through, there were like 30, it's like 39 to like becomes two. Like 21 becomes one. Yeah. Like that's, I was like, literally just like, nope. Like we're just, we're just bringing, we're just raining it all in. I, I really think it was that kind of week.
0: Yeah. Spark, keep the powder in the keg. Keep I that think, the keg. I think we got, uh, or did we on On Ship Chase Yacht Club, did we have a bid run where we spent a decent amount on the first one? Cause we were already, it says we're down to 676 fab dollars remaining.
1: Well, we didn't get, uh, TDP, Ryan says. I don't
0: know who he's spent okay. this money on. We yeah, I was, where did this money probably go? Probably on Pacheco. Oh, Pacheco. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All right, that makes more sense. Which this team is getting doesn't look haunted. bad. I, I was against that,
1: and I'm glad we did. I'm glad you talked me into that because look, all of his carries were in the fourth quarter. But he ran efficiently, and I think that's pretty big for the idea that, like, if he didn't run effectively early, maybe Rojo would have got a chance to not be the inactive at some point. I think pretty – because, you know, we know Pacheco's playing special teams too. The fact that CEH played well, the fact that McKinnon and Pacheco all played well probably means Rojo's going to be inactive for a couple more weeks. Yeah. You're basically taking a peek this week to see if somebody gets hurt. I think there's still upside there if somebody gets hurt, right, and, and he starts being active. There's a ton but, of upside. Yeah. yeah. But right now you have – I think a possibility on Thursday night here that Pacheco is actually working in more early, even though in week one, it was all late for me. That like, you know, I do the signal and noise. Maybe that would have seemed like noise. Oh yeah. He was our leading rusher, but it was all late. I don't think I necessarily called that noise. I mean, to me, it was like, oh, well he ran effectively. They were probably looking to see that, you know? Yeah. He's a seventh round rookie. Like, you know, he's not going to have a huge role week one. The fact that they, did put him in in garbage time and we are kind of like, let's see what this guy can do. I think is
0: somewhat encouraging. Mm-hmm. People want updates on crack rock and the crack rock team. I can't give you updates on crack doc crack rock. He's a international man of mystery. Uh, we did lose uh, a nail biter here in this one. This team, this team has better days ahead though. I can tell you that much.
1: How you guys feeling about Darnell Mooney? This, I guess the, the rain, we don't know, but that doesn't, didn't seem ideal. I mean, I don't think you can really knock him for playing as a downfield threat it was a fucking monsoon. Like that was insane. Yeah. That was the rainiest yeah. game I, I've watched a lot of football. I'm I cannot think of a rainier game. The four, the end of the fourth quarter, did you guys see when the Niners got the ball back down nine and like needed to throw? And it was they were waiting through like three inches of water. Wasn't there a, wasn't there a Jacksonville game like three or four years ago that was insanely rainy? I remember some, I remember a running Probably. back like having a good run in just the most gross rainy weather. I feel like it was Jacksonville, maybe Carolina. During a hurricane,
0: maybe. All right, the bids are rolling in, folks. The screenshots are coming in. Shout out to Serum. Look at this, really the nice. tsunami bowl, 2011.
1: Um, Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: This doesn't even look rainy. TDP, 283, the top bid in this league, the Ship Chase Yacht Club. Jordan oh, wow. Mason goes Mason. 231. Okay. We're not going to have a lot of Mason if this holds. Whoa.
1: $13, Juwan Johnson, baby. Juwan Johnson, 80% route rate, guys. What are we doing? We're just letting him come to us for 13 bucks. Just That's sneak sneaking through me this fun. week. I'm so excited to cut him next week. <laughs> We're going to cut the <laughs> shit out of him.
0: <laughs> Yo, wait. Young Hoku for seventy-one House of Orange.
1: Like I just God. figured out, there's a kicker whose name is Young Hoku, and he got excited. That is incredible. I I Absolutely. am very excited about Juwan Johnson, but part of the reason I'm excited is because we can cut him, right? We get him for thirteen, you just throw him back. Like
0: it's young, him. it's young way. Perfect. Is it young way? Young it's way. it's his way or the highway. Uh, this then we did get. Let's see. Curtis Samuel goes for two fifty one. We get, we get Jawan Johnson for twenty three.
1: Oh, you bumped all those bids, Pat. You were like, screw these six dollar bids. Which bids? I didn't know. I brought these down. Jawan Johnson. I, I think they're all like six bucks. Uh, this one we went bigger. I think Chris we're the only the people league. who bid on Juwan Johnson on, in any league. In any league, this, was, <laughs> wow. this was, I believe our most expensive bid on Juwan Johnson. Okay, good.
0: This is our team G unit, uh, and we drat with uh, with Chris and Jonathan, and we did pick up as G reminds me Jordan Mason for a dollar on Sunday morning. A little snuck that one in ahead of time. Beautiful. Greg Dortch alert twenty eight dollars. Anything else interesting here? Mariota, ninety-one. Wince, one hundred and one. Kyle Phillips, one hundred and ten. All right. Yeah, the Phillips and DPJ stuff is like, I feel that's kind of what
1: I assumed you'd have to spend to get those guys. Phillips, I think I get it a little more. I, yeah.
0: Uh oh. I can kind of get
1: I, paying one hundred and ten for Phillips, not for DPJ. Yeah.
0: Our our slow bros draft with uh, Silas and uh, and Maddie and Willis. Uh, we got Jawan Johnson. So Ben's theory that we got Jawan Johnson on every team. He is now probably who we have the highest exposure to across any player. Let's <laughs> go!
1: Hey, look. Important thing about Jawan Johnson: twelve point seven percent targets per out run last year. Offense with no one to compete with. Here he's got actual <laughs> target earners around him. Here's what you need to know about Jawan Johnson that isn't bearish. He ran a four five eight forty. He had a sub seven three cone. He had twenty seven percent dominated rating as a converted wide receiver. And, yeah, he didn't have great targets for outrun, but he was, like, the fourth tight end. He had, like, uh, like four games above 40% route rate. Right. Oh, yeah, my he God. He went for $277 in that Money, league.
0: Money 27 knows what's up. <laughs> go out and get it. Wow. Him. Let's go, Money 27.
1: That was the biggest Pat, like, moment ever. Like, dude, you, you got a cheap Juwan Johnson everywhere. I just saved us 200 bucks. I can't. 250 I can't, bucks. Amazing. I love it,
0: dude. Let's I mean, see, we what, got...
1: tight, almost every tight end. In the NFL is not very good. Yeah. So you just you pick up the guys who run a bunch of routes. Jordan Mason, sixty-eight bucks. There, I can't believe they didn't go sixty-nine, but they still got him. Impressive.
0: Daniel Jones, thirty-one. Cade York, we're bidding twenty-five dollars for Cade York.
1: Oh, he made like a fifty-eight-yard field goal, though. All
0: right. We um. Didn't do that, right.
1: Okay, with the game, I was starting to. I was a little freaked out by our
0: seven dollars Cincinnati pit. <laughs> like, should be a dollar. <laughs> what are you talking, GG? Money twenty seven knows something we don't No. He no. knows what we do know. <laughs> he knows what we is, know. Get, get Jamal Johnson <laughs> is, on your teams.
1: Yeah, this dude doesn't <laughs> realize that we yes. have a lot of exposure and a lot lower prices, baby.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, Hey, also, hang on. Let me go back to this, Buckeye Boomers. I don't know what you guys did with your technology. It's evolving, um, much much better wow. this year. Very legible. I can read it. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually prefer right. the old way. I'm I know. Worried, I kind of enjoyed trying to that figure like out fun, who the blurs were. You know? it's like a <laughs> tradition that I couldn't ever
1: know what our bids were, Buckeye Boomers
0: uh here's our slow bros uh argued about about whether that was Jawan
1: johnson who went for 277 or not we wouldn't have really known that would have been a lot more fun i think dude Juwan johnson I, six bucks
0: i love this uh p Ryan bid like when i was going through them real quick i was almost going to advocate that we raise the p rind bid uh but two bucks is that's Beautiful. nice for a little sneak on there
1: oh yeah that's great i didn't see he was available there that's awesome uh, I know those guys wanted the same. Oh bummer! He went for 257 in that league. We talked about being really high, but we did not get that high.
0: What? It, what? It, what's going on with Cade York? Was someone put? Was Denny pumping Cade York this week or something?
1: I know. not think because like, he hit that terrible. long field goal, dude. Yeah, and a terrible <laughs> offense. But what are we doing side, out here? They're like, I gotta <laughs> get some Cade York. You got Jordan Mason for 109. You got Phillips down at 50 in that one. That's a pretty good price. Sterling Shepard for 4 bucks in that one. He went for like 120 in one of the other ones. Your I think I like Shepard. We were gonna, of yeah. I wonder if Shepard's a guy we slept on. I, I moved him to the top with some really low bids and a couple of mine. But, I mean, Samuel I would take over him. But over the, the group of, you know, DPJ, Carter, Phillips, I think I would just take Shepard. He only had two targets. He had four, I think. Two catches. PF adamant too. Hopefully.
0: I think everyone was just frothy to get bids in this week. Everyone just wanted to blast off, right. even though there's nothing to blast off on. I think you're gonna be happy that you got powder still in the keg when it comes time to, to blow that keg. What I we- recommend if you're in this
1: situation last week, because <laughs> you do want to have a keg to blow. When it's time to blow a keg, you gotta have that keg ready. Right. I think you get excited about a guy who's definitely not gonna pay off, but is cheap. And then that keeps that range you in. You're like, I'm going to get Jawan John Johnson in every yeah. league. I'm going to get him for five bucks. And that keeps your other bids reined in. So I, I do recommend it.
0: I mean, this is what you do. You keep some powder in the cake. You invite Jawan Johnson over, and you just chill. You chill, all right? So uh, what do you
1: do if you're not using the
0: cake? That's <laughs> kind of like a boring hang. Well, then you then you invite Samaje P. Ryan over, too, and okay, then you got a party.
1: Now we got a party. I'm
0: watching highlights from this rain game in
1: uh, Jacksonville. Great Great recall, by the way. It was definitely wet. I don't think it was as wet as Chicago. Who was the running back there? MJD. That's I think, yeah. MJD. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew has this long run up the middle. Yes, it's just what you said. I clicked right to it. Cam Newton must have been his rookie year, 2011. I think he's playing QB for the Panthers in in Jacksonville. See that MJ sticks in my head because I think that was the that was the first year where I would, like really started taking fantasy seriously again after like not paying that much attention in college. It's interesting at the end of the game, the field's in like great condition. It must've stopped raining, but like in the end of the first half, it was a mess late second quarter.
0: Dude, that's how I, that was the moment that I felt when I was like, we are fully back in it because there's that feeling that happens before lock specifically with DFS where you have something set and I, I was running out of Lance lineup. And then you see the weather conditions and then you're like, I'm changing. And then there were reports that it wasn't even that bad. Then there was one that was like, oh no, they got it all cleaned up from the start of the game. And then you're like, should I be back in on Lance? I was like, God damn it, my mind being in a pretzel like 14 minutes before lock. this this is what we'd play the game for. I kind of I didn't put that much like I basically kind of played what I wanted to play. I like I did
1: I I heard all week you weren't supposed to play Hurts and I was like I'm just playing Hurts and AJ Brown because that's what I want to do. Wow, it, what an alpha play by you. I, well, but it was one of those things where it's like I you, you needed like the nuts right? Like there was enough value to get to to everything. So I don't know. I kind of I I kept it real small. I only
0: played two lineups. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very hard, hard week to win unless you just like completely you needed to chalk it up and then be like, but I'll play Antonio Gibson in Steelers D and then you win the Millie right. maker, basically. Right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, I'm checking in. Are we starting Jawan? I mean, probably in some leagues if Kittle bones us again, which it oh seems like God. he is. Oh my
1: yeah, there were a couple of leagues where we were legit. I think G-Unit was one of them that was a Crank purple team where we, like, legit
0: may need to consider starting Chihuahua. Yeah. Um, Someone asked oh, about they, how many routes
1: he ran. Oh,
0: this guy said Mason's 32 hurt route. pulled up in
1: practice. That sucks.
0: Jordan T- Mason?
1: TDP's live. Holy shit.
0: Mm. Now, Brad, this is – do you want Pat to get dragged away by the FBI? I mean, yeah, on. we can't we, see that. Let me watch. just tell
1: you. I'll, I'll, can I tell them? It's not as good as. It's not a very good team actually. it's it's a kind of a bummer team because it's got Will Fuller. it's got Rojo, oh, it is. I think my. It's my only Justin Ross share, that happens God. to be on my highest team. So it's not. What if he's
0: the guy you need in week well, seven? So not,
1: like your whole bench was zeros and your starting lineup was perfect. The lineup's just like everyone you wanted. Yeah.
0: No, I wouldn't like, read too much in yeah. this first week stuff. I saw Settlement had a lineup up there. It, it seems like incredibly yeah. noisy from what it's, I can tell. It's a little noisy, yeah. This line of, <laughs> this line, I mean, unless unless Fuller signs, then I'm alive. But until then. Yeah,
1: What what is going on? Unless, Where in the world the guy is that? What if Rojo's the guy you Dude, need? Dude, I need Fuller to sign. <laughs> Fuller <laughs> signing would make my best portfolio up. I got him <laughs> under 20%, but it took a lot of drafts to get him under
0: 20%. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, uh are, are we? Tomorrow will be an, another interesting data point for the for the Chiefs backfield. I am excited to see that. Do you do you think Rojo's inactive again?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Rojo's inactive. Yeah. almost certainly. I would be really shocked if not. If he's I mean, not, all, like, whoa! whoa. Well, that's, that's, their offense was fantastic. They all ran well independently. They all played their roles well. McKinnon played right. his role well. I just, what? How? How would that? That's got to be it.
0: Um, Josh asking the NFFC bids. We were extremely light in those. I mean, we swapped out or we tried to swap out like David Bell. I think we put in a little bit on Kyle Phillips, a couple defensive stuff.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Um, no, we didn't even do the defense because Leone was in on Dallas. We bid on against Cincinnati. Oh, never mind. So we left our D. It looks like we didn't even lose David Bell unless that hasn't gone through yet. In which case, I just shared our bids.
0: They might not bid until... They might be more like midnight. I don't think they process <laughs> yet. Yeah, do you want the exact... Lucky no. for you, I don't have access to that account. Yeah, probably yeah for the best.
1: don't... It is a 10K league that the bids don't process for a couple hours. Oh, no, it says... <laughs> is it, it says that? you currently have no bids.
0: I think they're processed. Okay. okay, they promise. They process, yeah. They promise. They promise. promise it would happen. They, they promise. Promise to process them. Uh, Mike is wondering, Pat, is Jawan your rebound love now that Rojo will be inactive? I think so. Oh, I got the results
1: here. Yeah. Juwan, Joe. What are they, Gretch? We got DeAndre Carter for David Bell for $1, which was like our third option. We had a $38 bid on Kyle Phillips. He went for 43 Uh
0: okay.
1: I think we had a dollar on Dortch, and he went for $24. Duvernay went for 128 Mason went for $94. Wentz and Goff. Went for 89 and 55. Not a lot of bids here at all. Everyone went really light. Yeah. Only four bids over 50 bucks. One of them was Gough for 55. Only one. The highest bid was that 128 on Duverney. That was the only $100 bid. So everyone took it pretty chill. stuff feels pretty noisy to me. I'm not not buying it. I like that we took it pretty chill in all of our leagues. And then these guys that are, uh, you know, big dogs also took it chill in this league. Yeah. Stay chill we still chill with, with waivers when, you know, when you need to keep the powder in the keg, got to keep the powder in the keg. Got to keep it in the keg. The keg what if keg it's out of the keg? Enough. Then you won't have it for
0: later. <clears throat> right. Keg <Cake> chasing. <laughs> um, Hilliard went for 151 in a league. Yeah, that's that's a pretty penny. That's a pretty penny. Wait, um, like six, six snaps? He ran six routes. He had 18% of snaps.
1: Uh, so like 12 snaps? He had 12 snaps, dude. You know your fucking percentage. All my conversions. Yeah, 12. 18 percent. That's about 12 snaps. he <laughs> so had 12 snaps then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus or minus one. He had exactly 12 snaps. <laughs> Did you, I didn't uh... even write him up as noise and signal a noise, <laughs> and then I saw a lot of people like in on him. I'm like, I probably should have mentioned that. he Like, I just thought that was obvious. I guess. I wrote OJ Howard as noise. I thought we were at the point where we knew these random two touchdown games with the guys that are only playing like less than 20% of the snaps don't matter. But
0: what were your guys' takeaways on these two backs we have on our team with Sean, Brees Hall, and ETN? How did you guys feel about their usage week one? Well,
1: James Robinson looks pretty good. Yeah. So that's yeah. not ideal for ETN. But etn was also what he's missed in the end zone. Someone I, I didn't see that target. He yet, was open, wheel right, right open,
0: wheel route, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then he dropped he the team. Completely
1: dropped. Holy yeah. shit, that he dropped that ball. So that that was that was <clears> definitely <throat> frustrating. I but yeah, I mean this was just a kick in the nuts question, I guess, because both these guys didn't get great usage. But Hall, I'm pretty encouraged about Flacco. Obviously, they're not gonna throw 59 times again, but he threw 19 passes to the running backs, probably gonna throw like 10 or 12 most weeks that he's a quarterback. Hall ran enough routes. They ran the same amount of routes, Hall and Carter. I think that's Kinda really weird. bullish. Isn't that really bullish? Yeah, I, I thought so too, because I, I I thought it was going to be more a Hall on early downs, Carter on passing yeah. downs. Carter played more, but they ran the same amount of routes, which means if you look at it from like a percentage of snaps type situation, Hall was like the passing down back, right? A higher percentage of his routes were – or snaps were routes. He catches oh, yeah. six balls, gets 10 targets. Flacco's going to – I mean, he's going to get like five – Five targets most weeks, and Flacco's in. If he's running the same amount of rounds as Carter, I think they both will. They'll be about. And then it was also really exciting to see no Ty Johnson snaps, you know, yeah. no Tevin Coleman snaps. It was a two man backfield entirely. So there was elements of this that were fine for Hall. 16% target share in his debut. I mean, that's pretty awesome when you have a passing down back there as well. And that's yeah. not, I thought he was going to be like early down. Carter's going to be, yeah. you know, getting all the receiving work. I think this was pretty exciting for Priest Hall.
0: Man, seeing these Godwin shares, just such a but he looked so good before he got hurt. Even after the catch, I was like, man, he looks fully back. Such a bummer.
1: Yeah, but he what he might not miss that much time, right?
0: I know, but it's just like you start stacking those things and those hamstrings yeah, yeah. linger and nah, yeah. um and he was just such a yeah, you I mean, he's still probably properly valued, you know, for missing a few games where he was going. It's just we, you you we were pulling a fast one on the field uh, where we got him before that that hamstring he was I'm annoyed was by the end
1: suck out as well cuz that was I, I I think he was just mispriced all offseason but now I, I love that Frank says I've cornered the market on Greg the torch dorch. I love that this is a week where there wasn't a lot of reason to go big. But, like, Pat was like, I'm going to get Jawan Johnson in every league. Frank's like, I want to get Greg Dortch in every league. It was a week to be like, this is a guy I really like, and I want to just get him in every single league. I want to pay – yeah, they... I'm not yeah. going to pay more than $25 in any league, and I'm going to yeah. try to average, like, nine. I kind of love that. Like, might as well, yeah. like, find a guy that you're, you know, kind of believing on, believing in and get him on every roster. And, you know, if you're right, you're right. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Sam says, Got to say, it's great to hear y'all talking about actual usage and what it means, football man. It does. Football's back. I don't know. I like drafting. Should we talk about some 2021 stats? Fun. You know, the last five <laughs> weeks of
1: 2021. <laughs> I think we covered that stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so give us some uh,
1: new data. It, it, right around, I feel like earlier than ever this year, we needed more data. Probably by about uh, the end of June we were ready for some, for some oh yeah, data. We, we beat the dead horse. <laughs> well, finish. and there were so many new offenses that I don't even know if one week was enough. I need a second week and a third week, man. I need I need more data.
0: Yeah. Well I'm speaking excited. Of we got data, a game
1: tomorrow.
0: Yeah. We have, we do have a game tomorrow. That one should be good. 54 and a half point over under. Uh, but I did wanna plug so dropping tomorrow. You guys might have seen it on the Twitter feed. Uh stat chasing is back. We have two new co-hosts this year. We're very psyched. You guys uh, probably recognize both of them. Sam Sherman drafted a team with us, very active in the ship chasing discord. And then of course, Drico, last year's uh, FFPC best ball champ uh, doing great stuff over at Rotoviz. And both of them are going to be carrying the baton that Pat started two years ago. Sam Hoppin took care of last year and uh, we got a sneak peek at the charts and all of that good stuff. They recorded that in the can. We'll get that released tomorrow, but super excited to have those guys uh doing stat chasing this year
1: i'm super excited to check it yeah. out um sam had his charts uh that he tweeted out check those out he, he tweeted them out in, in a thread he's at sherman underscore ffb uh and we've i've retweeted them the the counselor tweeted them so yeah all those charts there are awesome um and then yeah i'm a i am I know it's gonna be an awesome show so excited to, to listen to it every week
0: Yep, in that one. So that'll be out tomorrow. I think going forward, we've been talking with them. I think they were going to try to get that out earlier in the week, but lots of chaos and craziness will get on a on a normal routine uh going forward. Any anything else uh hot on your guys' minds here? Are we are we drained and we need to live to see another waiver wire show?
1: I think this new light is giving me a headache. So I'm going to <laughs> go take some Tylenol, honestly. <laughs> Ben, oh, yeah. ben gets
0: a ring light. You, you know what I'm dealing with over here, Ben? This is this is what it looks like without the lights.
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you do, do it. You're, it looks great and awesome. Is that your point?
0: <laughs> no, because I know what Ben's saying. The light just blasting on you for an <laughs> hour for us starts yeah. to. It's tough being in showbiz, guys. I
1: ordered a crab curry that got here about uh, 15 minutes into the show because I kind of screwed up my dinner timeline tonight. So I'm definitely excited to eat that crab
0: noodle curry. Okay. Well, Pat has food getting cold. Uh, we on, on future shows, we can do some of the battle royales. We did um on Club Top Shot last night. We did one of the hail marys, which is the same format as battle royale, but they now have them for twelve teams, so you're getting seventy two players oh. drafted. Um, adds That's a way more really interesting, interesting wrinkle to it. Yeah, is that
1: those are the one week ones?
0: Yeah, so just for but week they're two, doing. But-
1: full season best balls too. I kind of want to draft a few of those too. We should do a few of those. When do the resurrection ones start? Those they start after week 4.
0: They are they already started. So, they have resurrection. But I mean like when is now. it
1: when is the what's week 1 for that format?
0: Oh, when does it start? Uh good question. I believe it's week 5. Yeah, after okay. week 4 then?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, week um, 6.
0: Oh, it's the uh, same contest for the next 3 weeks. I thought it was just this week. It's weeks yeah, 6 through 14. So yeah, through the first 5 weeks. So we can uh we could uh draft uh one of those one of these weeks too here uh yeah. would be fun to do. But probably you know, closer like to week
1: 6 is like the obvious EV thing to do, right?
0: It it goes back to the age old question of what what value can you get value, out of I think I think in this case you want to
1: draft close. You want to you have I mean having the information seems like a massive edge.
0: Yeah. And I will also say one of the things we were talking with Sam and Dricko about with stat chasing is they are going to try to be viewing things through some of that lens. And I know this first one that they recorded, they were talking about looking at some of the resurrection ADPs and stuff, too. So and uh, Dricko specifically is uh, in the weeds writing for Rotoviz about the Battle Royale strategy. So I think they're going to be able to have some really cool insights to some of these these baseball games that are up right now. And we also I don't want to. I don't know if it's my news to share, but when we we're talking to Alex at FFPC, he was talking about um, a neat little game format they're going to be putting out this year, too. So I don't I don't know if that's fully announced yet, but keep an eye out for that. Going to be swimming in action uh this season. Nice. Right. All right, guys. This is
1: nice. This, this is like a nice time of year, right? I, I have like still the excitement and the energy for like whatever you're going to throw at me. You know. yeah
0: <laughs> exactly ten weeks, 10 weeks
1: from now maybe not <laughs> i'm ready to oh. just draft aj brown 101 let's get it over let's with. Go, baby.
0: there you go you you there's no such thing as uh not drafting aj brown regrets if you just take him 101 yeah. and it just you're good you're good um all right guys we are going to live to see another day pat is going to go eat his dinner ben is going to go rest his eyes I am going to go look at all of our Jawan Johnson shares in roster Bay. We'll see you guys next week. While.